Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense of Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Blog Talk Radio. Before we speak with Margaret, we're going to get a little bit of a feeling of the film from a scene where Junior goes to meet his father in prison. He hasn't seen him for a number of years. Uh, it's a very emotional scene. So let's listen to that before we uh, talk to Margaret about her film. It's been six years since I've seen my dad. to other guys, it, 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 it's like, you know, Reggie, you got kids in the world, but you also got a bunch of kids in here, too. So it, it's a lot of young kids in here that I minister to, too. When I first fell in the system, I believe you were seven years old. I missed a lot of years with you, man. I know. A lot of years. This journey, it has been hard without loved ones. I prayed, Lord, if you ever let my son come see me. I will worship you to the end of my days. That's all I ask for. All I ever ask for. And here you are. In my presence. Today we're going to be speaking with the director and producer, Margaret Byrne, of the new film, Raising Bear Tea. I think we have Margaret on the line. Margaret, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, how are you today? I'm good. Margaret, if you would, just me a, give the audience a brief synopsis of the film. Raising Bertie follows the lives of these young men's stories uh, as they navigate school, unemployment, violence, first love, fatherhood, and estrangement from family members and mentors, all while trying to really define their identities. point in the film, uh, Junior talks about there being really nothing to do in, in Bertie. He said there's no pool, there's no bowling alley, there's no go-kart, and no ice skating rink, and when you start the film, you see them playing dominoes. So there's not much for them to do after school, except for the Hive uh, that's run by Vivian Saunders. Yeah, I think that was, you know, one of the many aspects that was great about that program is that the hive ran until 6 p.m. And so uh, the the guys that attended, the students, weren't getting home until 7, 8 o'clock at night. They'd already done their homework. They were fed dinner there. So it re- was really more of a holistic uh, environment. And uh, it, it is an issue in Berkeley that there's not much to do and that there's a lack of transportation. You know, for example, Junior lives, 
about 30 miles away from the high school. So if he misses the bus, he's not going to get to school um, because it's a, you know, it's a 60-mile round trip for his mom, who you see in the film is already working three jobs to try and support her family. Now your your principal editor on the, the project was Leslie Simmer? I met Leslie Simmer at Cartemplin. She's the staff editor at Cartemplin. And uh, she edited Raising Bertie. She's a writer on Raising Bertie. And uh, I actually waited about a year to work with her because I knew that she would be the perfect editor uh, and have the sensitivity to really uh, figure out how to make this film work. So it was it was a really great experience to work with her. Uh, you and, and John Stuyvesant, yeah, who was John your director Stuyvesant. of photography? It was usually uh, just, you know, me and John and um, quite often my daughter, Violet, and sometimes just me. But, yeah, John was the DP on the film. And, you know, I think it was really important for us to keep the crew small uh, and because it was such an intimate film. And we really spent the time to get to know the community and get to know the, you know, leadership and the, um, you know, people within the community so that we fully understood the place and families and, you know, spent much more time with the camera off than we did on. It was really great that we could take that time and, and you know, spend two to three weeks at a time in, in Bertie. And I think that well, was an important you... part of being able to make this film as somebody who, you know, is quite comes from a quite different background. It's hard for documentary filmmakers to gain trust with their subjects. Were you there a month or so getting to know people before you started filming, or how did that process work? Uh, so I was introduced to the um, community through Vivian Saunders in the Hive. And originally the film that I set out to make was to follow some students and Vivian at the Hive for over the course of a year and really look at how this program was working. Um, and then what happened is the, the school shut down very early on into filming. And when that happened, I think we um, we actually got an apartment that we were able to rent month to month. And mm -hmm. we got an apartment and we stayed for, I think, about, uh, about a month. And I think that was probably the longest period of time we stayed. Uh, but that's when, you know, we did a lot of interviews where we were talking to leadership and business owners and you know, um, spending time with the families and really figuring out, you know, who who we were going to film and who we were really connecting with. Film, you get a, a sense of their um, not being much future for a lot of those young kids because it seems like the school is not really training them for the for the future. So, could you tell me a little bit about about your feeling? What you got? from being there as far as prospects? You know, I think if if you choose to stay in Bertie, you 
you don't have a lot of opportunity. The largest employer is the Purdue Chicken Plant. The second largest employer is uh, Berkey County Schools. Uh, so you can see there's a lot of power in the school system because it provides contracts for businesses and, you know, employs a lot of people. Um, but beyond that, there's not a lot of opportunity besides farming. So you really have to leave Berkey in order to, um, I think, pursue other uh, career options. And I think the problem is, is that when your parents and your community around you have not uh, gone down that path and don't know the way, you don't have anybody showing you that way. Um, and so you you just see the limited opportunities of factory work or farming um, when actually, you know, Junior in the beginning of the film, he talks about how he wants to be an architect. And in the end, he, he does get a job at a uh, pork processing plant. And, you know, he's doing really well. He's making... Um, a living that can support his family, um, but he definitely has talents and interests that he has not been able to utilize into a profession. And you see him throughout the film, you know, installing his car radio and that he's built the shack. He is really good at that type of work and very interested in it, but there was no way for him to make that connection. And what I, I read a lot of books on ro becoming robotics and more computers coming into taking over jobs in the upper middle class, middle class, and, and lower class. And I couldn't help but think that, that a number of these jobs are going to be replaced by robots, even in the poultry plants. So I, I think the key is education and, um, you know, focusing on test scores and graduation rates sometimes is uh, – detriment to the students who, even if you graduate, you go to college, and, um, you know, it's something that happened to uh, Miss Sandra's son, and one of the reasons she was inspired to uh, run the Hive um, is that her son went to college, he graduated from Berkey High School, and when he got to college, his professor said, uh, I can't, you know, I can't teach you what you don't know. That, you know, you're you're not prepared to be here. So he was uh, essentially sent home. So are students, you know, college prepared? That that's the, you know, one of the issues. Not that not that all these guys are meant to go to college. You know, not that all students are meant to go to college. I think there's lots of opportunities outside of that too which I think you see well, in the film that. Well, no, exactly. That's, you know, that's where vocational schools come in because not everyone is meant to go to right. college, but are there any vocational schools in that area where they can instead go there and instead of spending all that money on college? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that's something that they will expand uh, in the high school. There are some programs within the community college uh, I think, you know, but I think the hurdle for some of these guys is, uh, like Junior, he um, he dropped out and didn't get his GED, so his options are really limited. I was speaking with uh, Dinesh Sabu, um, the director of Unbroken Glass, and oh, uh -huh. his 
film was very, you know, so personal. But Danette said that yeah, when he I was recording with, it's, it's a great film. I highly recommend people search out and, and watch on Broken Glass. I believe it's on VOD right now. Yes. Um, and available uh, on TUG, T-U-D-D. Uh, he was saying that sometimes it was so emotional, but he was putting the, the tapes under his desk and, and let them go for months before looking at them. Do you feel with such a, emotional content in, in your films, you have to just kind of take a break? from it and, and not necessarily go through it every day? Or do you make, are you set that no matter what you've been through that day, you've got to go through the footage? Uh, it's not necessarily about going through footage for me because I was always there. So I knew and, you know, I knew what we had. Um, but for me, it was more about, uh, I mean, ever since the film started and I became a part of these guys' lives, that that never stops. You know, it's like having family. They're always there. You're always talking to them. You're always, you know, keeping in touch. And and so that, to me, was a constant, um, which is, you know, it's different for Dinesh because he's making a film that's personal. So I think that's already built in. Um, but I think that's what made this experience for me very unique is that we did become so close with the families that we were following. Uh, and I think it's what makes the story uh, hopefully authentic. I think stories like Raising Bertie are needed more than ever in the national conversation uh, post-election uh, in this new you know, world we are living in. And Raising Bertie really puts a face, a name, and a story to a generation of overlooked and under-resourced rural youth. And now more than ever, it's it's vital that we talk about uh, these at-risk populations as, as we move forward. Let's go ahead and talk about the Atlanta Film Festival. Is this your first time into Atlanta, or I believe you were at another festival uh, earlier yeah, we, last year? Yeah, we screened it to festivals in Atlanta, but unfortunately I wasn't able to go. So this will be my first time um, actually going and uh, being in Atlanta with the film. So that's exciting. We've won awards at both both of those festivals, so I'm like, well, Atlanta loves us. I got to go. <laughs> How do you want people to follow you on social media? Yeah, uh, you can actually go to our website, uh, RaisingBertie.com, and sign up for our newsletter on the homepage if you want more information about uh, screenings and our upcoming broadcasts. Uh, and then our handle is at RaisingBertie on Twitter and uh, RaisingBertie Film on uh, Facebook. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Yeah, it was great to talk to you. You can see Raising Bertie. Saturday, April 1st at 5 p.m. at the Atlanta Film Festival. It's playing at Druid Hills Presbyterian Church, 1026 Ponce de Leon Avenue, Northeast Atlanta, Georgia, 30306. This is directly across from the Plaza Theater where the film was to originally play. So do come by, say hello to Margaret, and enjoy the film. I tell you, you won't regret coming by. It's an excellent film.